Amen. 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 Like this morning, you still love the Lord. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I think I love the Lord more than you. <laughs> you were not ready for that, were you? <laughs> Praise the Lord. For those of you who are with us for the first time today, we are so excited to have you here with us. And we are so thankful uh, that you've come to visit with us. You are a special guest, an honored guest. We trust that uh, you will find this place a pleasurable place, a place where you can grow and receive from the Lord. Amen. Amen. So we welcome our first time visitors. And uh, we are all in the middle of a series, uh, building the capacity to receiving guidance from God. The purpose of this series, uh, by Jesus, is that we'd love to be sure that we are led by God and we are definite as to what the will of God is for our lives. Amen. We want to be in that place where we can truly be led by God, follow God, and even in the most minute detail of life, we can know the will of God for our lives. Can I hear an amen? amen. You know, it's not nice, Bazalana, to be second-guessing and not be sure who what you're doing is it God's will. She's not sure about the career you have, not sure about this person who wants to marry you, not sure about this business deal you want to invest in. You're just not sure. God hasn't called us to walk in darkness and second-guessing. God wants us to know his will. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? Can I hear an amen from the foyer? Amen. Can I hear an amen from the foyer? Amen. Can I hear an amen from the dome? Can I hear an amen from the dome? It's a delayed amen. Anyhow, well taken. Amen. Psalms 37 verse 23 and 24 is one of our main key scriptures. It reads, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not utterly be cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his right hand. That verse tells us that God will order the steps of a good man. Now, that expression, good man, let it not throw you. It only talks about it's somebody who has a right standing with God. And we have a right standing with God, or we get a right standing with God, when we receive Christ as Savior and Lord of our lives, or when we seek to live by God's will, then we become a good man or a good woman. So I wanted to say it with me. My steps are ordered by the Lord. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, my steps are ordered by the Lord. Note the New English Bible says it is the Lord who directs a man's steps. It is the Lord who directs a man's steps. Note, God directs your steps, not your leap, but your step. In other words, God is going to lead you one step at a time, one process at a time. If you obey him, if you listen to him, if you become obedient to God, God will show you the next step. In fact, Barcelona, that's what I found out. That's really how you build a great life. You know, we talked about building a remarkable life last time, you remember? You know, you don't build a remarkable life, it just falls on you one day. You build a remarkable life one brick at a time. That's how life works. Everything is life is built one brick at a time, one step at a time. I don't remember the saying properly, those of you by the Tsibang but the longest journey starts with what? With one step. Am I right? The longest journey begins with what? With one step. Are you tired? Can you check your neighbor? Ask them, if you say you are not tired, why are you not answering him? How? The longest journey begins with what? With one step. Anything in life, but if you can learn that principle. You know, yesterday, my bishop and I, we were looking at a, 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 a it was really like an interview that TDJX was having in a, one, of the, one of the most progressive churches, very young church, this pastor, you know, I like the guy, you know, young pastor, and so he didn't preach, they got him to have an interview about his book, Saul, you know, and it's, and 
And, and one of the things that really moved me deeply, Mabane, is when they were asking him, you've accomplished so much in your life. If you were to talk to the, 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 Alisa Ipita Y generation, the, the, the millennials, yeah, that's what they call them now, yeah. If you were to talk to the millennials and give them one advice about their mission and their vision, what would you say to them? And, and he said, I want them to know that with anything that you've been given as a vision, you've got to give your all to it. He said, you know, one of the problems here, the millennials, is that they know how to work smart. And they have great visions, but what they don't understand that is that sometimes it's a very long journey. It's a long journey. Yeah. So, you know, and I, I was thinking about it yesterday to say, you know, this is really how God leads. God leads you one step at a time. It's a long journey ahead of you, but it's your commitment to following God that builds a great life. Amen. Amen. Say it with me. My steps are ordered by the Lord. Say it again. My steps are directed by the Lord. Romans 8.14 says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You know, sometimes I like to take scriptures and kind of move it around without changing the meaning. Can I do that? How about Tunkura Linkarabi this morning? Just ask your neighbor why why Can you ask them? How? Tell them Alright. I like to take scriptures and move around. Alright? It says, as many as are led. By the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I like to say it this way. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. I haven't changed, I haven't changed anything. Still the same thing. The sons of God, and when it says the sons of God, it means the daughters too. So if you are a child of God, you'll be led by the Spirit of God. Tell your neighbor, I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. Remember, it's a neutral gender, that son in the Bible. Okay, or I'm a daughter of God. Say, you guys also say it. I'm a daughter of God. All right. Say it. I'm a child of God. And I will be led by the Spirit of God. So that verse tells us that, that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So the sons of God, the daughters of God, can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. It's your right. You need to expect that. It's your portion. It's what God has promised you. Huh? You don't need to walk around in darkness, second guessing. Claim it as a promise. With, when you make decisions in your life, just say, I believe I'm going to make the right decision because I'm a son of God and I'm led by the Spirit of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. So the sons of God can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. Look at verse 16. It tells us how. It says the Spirit himself not itself, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirits. Today, I want to explore that some more. When it talks about the spirit bearing witness with our spirit, what does it mean? Because it's saying to us, that's how God's going to lead you. He's going to lead you by bearing witness with your spirit. What does that mean? We're going to explore that some more. Say it with me. I'm a son of God. I expect to be led by the spirit of God. Proverbs 20, 27. Just find it. Proverbs 20, 27. It says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. You remember last week we said this is where our belly is. So the spirit of man, your spirit, is the candle of the Lord. Now, if your spirit is located here, it means God's going to light a candle here, and figuratively speaking, of course. And by lighting a candle, it means he's going to give enlightenment. He's going to give what? Illumination. He's going to give what? Revelation, insight. He's going to give what? Perception, understanding, enlightenment. He's going to give direction. So your spirit... Is, 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 the, is what God uses to give you direction, to show you where you must go. Not your head, not your feet, but your spirit. So if I can learn how to listen to my spirit, if I can learn how to follow my spirit, if I can be sensitive to the witness of the spirit, then I will be led by God. 
And I can tell you about someone. God's not going to lead you in places where you're going to be destroyed. God will spare you many things. I'm telling you the truth, Bazalan. 36 years of being a minister, of pastor in this church, of the many things I would put as top five things that a minister must do to lead a successful church, among them is you must learn to be led by the Spirit. When I learned these principles in 1982, I worked so hard that year, studying, meditating, practicing, to make sure that I know how to hear God. It's important. That even in the most minute details of life, I can be sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Because I found out God is speaking to us all the time. Our problem is we're not listening. Or we're not hearing. Sometimes he's speaking, we hear it, but we don't listen because I seek or sure. Because we're expecting it to come another way. But he's speaking. I'm going to show you. God has spoken to you before. Even if you are fasting and praying that God should speak to you, he has been speaking to you. A problem in Jena, you didn't know it was God. Yeah. Because you were expecting him to speak in another way. Have you, ever, have, you ever, have you ever met somebody that you didn't realize who it was? You knew them, but you, when you looked at them. Or let me put it this way. Have you ever, have you ever looked for, uh, uh, maybe say your car keys or your house keys, and you're expecting them to be in, the, in another room? So you're looking in the bedroom. You're in the bedroom and they're there, maybe on the dressing table. They're there, the keys are there. Yeah? And you did something on the dressing table and left and went to the kitchen to look for the keys. And you didn't find them. Washaba, washaba. Finally, when you came back to the bedroom, there the keys were. And then you remember, a minute ago, I was standing next to those keys. Because you, you don't see with your eyes. You see with your brain. Because you were expecting the keys to be in the kitchen. Even when the keys were there, you didn't see them. Some of you, you are expecting God to speak in another way. He's been speaking to you, but because you are not expecting that to be the, how God speaks, you don't realize it's God. Shaba yaba yaba. Look at the name and say, Sakala Mazamban. Well, that only means bag of potatoes. It's not tongues. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. So we need to build that capacity, Bazalwan, to receive from God. The Jerusalem Bible says, man's spirit is the lamp of Yahweh searching his deepest self. So we are assured, Barcelona, we are guaranteed from scripture that God will guide us. We don't need to be searching around. So if, if you are busy saying, well, wrong, son. Tell your neighbor, wrong, son. You are wrong. It could be maybe you haven't just cultivated the ability. When I learned this, Pastor, in 1982, I'm telling you the truth. When I learned this, actually in 1981, but I started doing something about it in 1982, I worked so hard because, you know, I thought about it. If I'm going to lead a church, my goodness, I need to hear from God. Yo, where are we going to build the building? Where are we going to start the church? Who are the people who must come on staff? Eh? How do we lead the church? What must we preach? What's the right... What's the right doctrine? There's so many things. So many things. And you young people, as you look at your life ahead, let me tell you something. Listening to God will take you further in life. Yeah. It will take you further in life. I tell you. Listening to God will help you avoid certain pitfalls. I was telling some of our young people yesterday, I was talking to some of them, you know, I like, you know, I love young people so much. Some of these young people are saying, oh, Bishop Raleboka, you know, they're in the Ministry of Helps. And I said, you guys, you are doing well to serve when you are young. I said, when you serve God with intensity when you are young, it makes you to be a big capacity vessel. I'm telling you, when you start olemunyane, the capacity for the things of God is even bigger. The longer you stay in it, the bigger your capacity. That's what it is in all, in, all, in, all, in all disciplines. If you want to make a star, I mean, Lionel Messi, they started him olemunyane. To make him the star that he is. You start him small, but you don't feed him 
You don't feed him baby stuff. No. You, you take that child and you feed them stuff that's here. That's why the preacher and say he. Yeah. I know some of them, when I say them, I can see in some of your eyes, you don't understand what I'm saying. But I have no time to keep you there. But Lionel Messi spiritually. Say it with me. I'm a child of God. I expect to be led by the Spirit of God. God will lead you when you start your companies. I'm prophesying now. Yeah, God, 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 God will lead you as we wish people to. God will lead you when it comes to inventions. You will invent something. Ah, you're not listening to what I'm saying. Oh, I'm prophesying to somebody. You don't want to save that. I said, God's going to lead you. So we said there's five ways through which God leads us through the word. Number one, the inward witness. Number two, the conscience. Number three, the voice of the Holy Spirit. Number four, prophecy. Number five. And then we said there's also other ways. We discussed how God leads us through the word last week. Today, we want to talk about how God leads us through the inward witness. When you leave today, I'm sure you will at least have gained something. Lately, one point, if I don't mind. Mara, you will start being more sensitized. I found out, you know, Basalan, one of the problems we have in church is that we are just not taught the Bible. We don't teach the Bible. We don't teach people how they can hear God for themselves. We want to make ourselves the center of attention. In the New Testament, Bazalana, we are not supposed to be consulting prophets. Let me, take, let me get that off my chest. In the New Testament, the, the New Testament prophet is supposed to only confirm what you already know. Prophecy in the New Testament is not supposed to be revelation. It's supposed to be confirmation. But people want the short route. They want to come, man of God, 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 man of God. Tell me what is God all saying? What is God all saying? Fire, fire. Man of God, you know when I say that. So people are lazy. People are lazy to build these disciplines themselves. They want a shorter route. They want to come here to have prophecy on demand like we are Netflix. Give us money, offering, then get the prophecy, just like Netflix. But in the New Testament, every child of God, see, the difference with the New Testament is in the Old Testament, only certain people could access the presence of God. In the New Testament, wonkumuntu can access the presence of God. Oh, come on, somebody shout if you believe that. Shout. And in the New Testament, everybody can hear God, can hear the voice of God. Everybody can be directed by God. You owe it to yourself to keep the communication line open. So that when I come here and I preach something that is not in the Bible, telling I'm Tandu Bishop but the people are gullible today. Because they relegate their responsibility to somebody else. Take it upon yourself. So, Barcelona, what I'm teaching today, I'm trying to underline. Learn it. You'll need it. Oh, you'll need it, I'm telling you. We built this church. When we started construction here, it was because of the inward witness. There was nothing. I was telling them in the meeting right now, just last week, Tuesday, I said to them, you know what? I feel this year we must do such and such. But I told them, I said, you know, I sense as an agency, we must do such and such. I've known those things so many times. And, and I know 36 years, it's never been wrong even once. Now, now remember, ne? I was once in the position you are. There was a time when next active. That's a nice thing with spiritual things. You can learn. And my, my, my responsibility as a teacher of the word is to show you how. I don't want you to sit there and admire me. Please don't. Are you here? Don't sit there and say, oh, I wish Nikita Bishop. You'll never be me and I will never be you. You can only be you. Are you understanding? Start where you are with what you are learning. Start with what you'll get there one day. Can I hear that? Amen. In the house. You'll get there one day. Are you ready? To, to be able to understand how God leads us, number one, we must understand man's makeup. 
All right? We must understand how we are made. Because if you don't understand how you are made, you're not going to understand anything. Paul talks about it in 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Look at the screens with me, please. It says, The very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul is telling the Christians in Thessalonica, he's praying for them, but in praying for them, he says, I'm praying for you that God should sanctify you, God should set you apart wholly. You know, so God, so, so so Paul is saying God should sanctify you holy the whole of you. But then after I work at the whole of you, he then starts going into more details what the whole of you means. What, 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 what constitutes Alright? He says, I pray God watch this now your whole how about you? Your whole yeah and yeah and no, 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 let's go back. Your whole spirit and soul and body. Let's say it again. Your whole spirit and soul and body. Now, 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 the millennials help me. I'm looking for them. They are here. All right. Somebody told me that the word end is a conjunction. Am I right so far? Yeah. Yeah. But I education in a little right, yeah? Yeah, and, and, and a conjunction is a word that links two thoughts. Get right so far. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and because it links two thoughts, it, it means as well that whatever is before the end and whatever is after the end is not the same thing. In the right? The right? Okay, here we go. And I pray God, the peace of God sanctify you all, and I pray God that your whole and soul. Oh, which means the spirit and the soul are not the same. If you are a spirit and soul, which means the soul is not the spirit and the spirit is not the soul. Your spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the come of the Lord. So Paul is now dissecting the whole of you. Huh? He is he's telling you when you, 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 you have spirit, soul, and body. Note, he doesn't say, I pray God your whole body, soul, and spirit. Look at the sequence. The sequence, he says, your whole spirit. Why? Because that's who you are. Spirit, soul, body. Just like an orange. King orange. In orange. Give me a bit. Give me orange. The Macapita, the Mkhuzi, the Wachamakolit, the seeds inside, the everything, the orange. I get about the orange, I'll call him a Macapit. I'm getting it, I'll call him a choosing. Ukulumangani, Bujot. Now, Haramutu, Ruakayin. Except that in our case, except that in our case, there's a part of us that's in the core of who we are. Watch this. Somebody say spirit, spirit. And, soul, and soul and body. Watch this person. The spirit in the Bible, and I want to show you scriptures, is called the inward man. 
the inward man. In other words, when I'm looking at you, it's a man that if, when I'm looking at you now with my physical eyes, I don't see. Mara is there. What I'm looking at is the outward man. So I don't work away now. There's, a, there's an inward man, there's an outward man. Are you there? Let me read scriptures. Are you there? Oh, you're listening well this morning. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16. Note what it says. It says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. In short, no Every day. You know, I was telling them in the first service that if you understand the power of that verse, then you will know why you don't have to behave like you are. You are 90 years old, some of you. You are a 20 year old walking like you are a 90 year old. Why? Because even if we are getting tired and we are getting old on the outside, there's something about your inner man being alive. I mean, look at Murutin Toba. How many of you can believe Murutin Toba? 80? 82. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Murutin Toba, come on, Murutin Toba. How many of you can believe Murutin Toba? Murutin Toba, come on, Murutin Toba. Murutin Toba, come on, I tell you, I look at, I look at Murutin Toba and I think, look. Look, you know, I didn't tell you. Last year, Nikki Masha be like a first year. Kosha be like a first year last year. Murutin Toba not allowed to have to be nailing and not allowed to make king. And he came by himself, Kakoloi, loading it. Kabuyena. Yeah, I was watching him. Ha 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 ha. But how many of you can believe this is how 82 looks like? Yeah? Yeah? Luna by and some Botox. Serious. But I'll tell you why. Because this man, they live by God's word. You know, that's why we as Christians, we are much more stronger. Is that what you don't realize? Not only are we stronger, we, we look more handsome and more pretty. Mara, we look more handsome and more pretty. Why? Because the, the outward man reflects the state of the inward man. <laughs> Let's give Murujan Jabba a big hand. I love this man. Oh. Oh. I tell you. Yeah. That's why the Bible is your heart. The spirit of man will sustain his infirmity. And this is why you'll know it, Barcelona. When you live right and when you are in the things of God, look at you today. My grandmother, Nadar Otachoehil. Look at you today. You look so bright. Same person, but you are so bright. There's a certain radiance about you. And people look at you and they like you and they encounter something. I'll tell you why. Because your, your outward man is reflecting the condition of your inward man. Now that you are filled with the power of the Holy Ghost and you are filled with the word of God, your inward man is shining and is strong. And now you are energetic, you are strong, you can do things. We outwork so many young people. So many young people, I tell them, you'll never work like me. Yeah, I tell them. I tell them. I'll tell you why. Because right living, God's word. Living in the anointing, living in the power of God. There's a certain energy, there's a certain strength. Because the inward man doesn't get old. Even if you're old on the outside, the inward man instead is getting stronger and younger every day. Hallelujah. And you see young people, but now about two hours and take off and how much I'm at that time. I'm going to go. 
I'm trying to show you the strength of the inner man. I'm trying to show you that our strength and our sustenance doesn't come from outside things. Our strength and our sustenance comes from the fact that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Oh, the outward man is perishing. The church hasn't yet discovered the wealth that is there in relying on the born again inward man. We haven't understood when the Bible says, oh, who, he who has life, has it, he has the son, has eternal life. We haven't understood what eternal life means. Eternal life doesn't mean etern- living eternally. It includes that. But the word eternal life is the Greek word zoe, the God type, the God quality, the God kind of life. We haven't yet known how to benefit from that God kind of life. The book of Romans talk calls it resurrection life. If the same life, if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that same spirit will bring your mortal body, your mortal body, that same spirit will bring your mortal body to life. You become stronger than other people by not intoxicating because of the life of God. I see that happening in your life in Jesus. Hallelujah. The inward man. The inward man is renewed, renewed day by day. I like watching people who have served God for years. They're strong. See them the way they walk. Hear it in their voice. There's a certain authority about them. There's a certain dignity about them. It doesn't come from the fact that the body is old. It emanates from the inside. Now we don't need that. We got that power on the inside. Comes from the Holy Ghost. It gives you dignity. It makes people. God told the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 28. He said they will be afraid of you. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, It's because of the inward man. I see you being that person. Woo! Romans 7.22 For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Inward man. See, we have the outward man, the inward man. Paul says, I delight. He's the inward man who wants to do what's right. He's the inward man when, you, when you've done what is pleasing to God, you feel okay in here. But is the outward man or by this What don't say the outward man? Now he says, The inward man is saying, You must just learn how to strengthen the inward man. And you must learn how to choose on the side of the inward man. And learn to follow the inward man because it is God who's going to lead you through your inward man. It's going to guide you through the inward man. It's not only in knowing uh, uh, what, what to do, what career to choose, even in right and wrong. There are certain things you don't know if they're right or wrong. But the inward man is Yeah. Let me come where you live. <laughs> yeah, Utswakayona, go check us. Hey, Mudima Africa, let's <laughs> all. I was laughing the other time. I had a, somebody give me a lot of change back. And I, and I thought, oh. and I always say, how shall I get it? And I thought, wait a second, Lord. You said good measure, press down. <laughs> Shaking together. And, and the inward man says, I, who gives a change? <laughs> so, so I took it back and I gave this lady and I said, you give me more change. This lady couldn't believe it. Guys, what are you? Guys, are you? How It was a lot of money, Bazalon. Hey, 
But you are the same person too. The inward man. Hallelujah. First Peter 3 from verse 1. Let's have it in the New Living Translation. He says, in the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. <laughs> Even the first service, they didn't say amen when I was reading. Really... <laughs> hey, you ladies, life has a matatina. I like us, yo, yo. In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Thank you. <laughs> then, even if some refuse to obey the good news. Your godly lives will speak to them without any words. The strongest way to testify is to live the life. Since they will be won over, note, by observing your pure and reverent lives. Next verse. Don't be concerned about outward beauty. Now, this verse in appeal. Some people read that verse and say, Hi, I'm going to go Is really to know my No. No, President. No. No, no. No, no. Peter is trying to make a comparison to say, Look, it's not only about looking good on the outside. He said, the way your husband is going to be converted to Christ is not only by the way you look. And by the way, you better look good for the brother. Okay. Hey, ladies, ladies, you are not us. You must look good. Please, You ladies, fine. Do your hair. Do your jewelry. We like it. Praise God. Mara. Verse 4, Iri. You should clothe yourself instead with the beauty that comes from within. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is so precious to God. He, he, let me have it in the King James Bible. In the meantime, he's saying this. He's saying, he's saying, look, the emphasis, there's nothing wrong with all the outward things, but emphasize more on inward beauty. The King James calls it, let it be the hidden man of the heart. That's the inward beauty. So what the Bible is saying is that it should be the inward person who is also beautiful, if not more beautiful. You see? There's nothing as sad as looking at a beautiful woman or osnang dimenas. It's not nice. You don't like my preaching, right? In the same way, there's nothing more than a turn off than a hunk of a guy who's a dog. There's, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing else. So now that's equal. You can all say amen and you can all dislike me. Equal opportunity. Have you ever seen somebody who looks very attractive and you were... I don't know about you, Bazana, but there's something about beauty that's, that and elegance that's very attractive. And I mean, I say attractive. I'm not saying you want to be in love with them. I'm just saying you just admire. There's nothing wrong with me. Some of you don't want to admire. They're not wrong with it. And then you, you see this person, they are so nice. So, you know, they're so... And then, Baba Rukhakan. Have you realized? Have you realized how you go, yeah. Kura, they have just erased everything that you thought about them. Can I hear an amen, Bazaar? So let it be the inward beauty. So it's, all it's saying is that it's the hidden man. What makes us beautiful should be the beauty of the hidden man. What Galatians 5 calls the fruit of the spirit, kindness, patience, long-suffering. You'll even look more beautiful. You'll look more beautiful. You'll look more of a hunk than when you have patience, long-suffering, and you don't beat up anybody. Then you are more cool. You are more cool. But also, 
then even if you are a nice guy, you are a cool guy, we think you are a dog. Same thing, ladies. Look at the name. What am I saying? It's talking about the hidden man. Somebody say the hidden man. Watch this, Pastor. The hidden man, therefore, is the inward man. The body is called the outward man. The soul constitutes the mind, the will, and the emotions. Listen to this. I want to give you some stuff here. You, therefore, are a spirit being. That's who you are. So when we die, the word death means separation. When we die, the outward man and the inward man separate. That's what death is. Death means separation. So when we die, the outward man this way, the inward man that way. We'll show you in a short while. That's what death is. So you are actually a spirit being. You possess a soul. You live inside of a body. Your body is your outward man. Your body is called a temple, a tent, a house. Your body is perishing, getting old. But your inward man is getting stronger, getting renewed. God says, take care of your body, but even more better, take care of your spirit. Isn't it amazing in this world? We take insurance policies to make sure that when I'm dead, I don't want my family to suffer. So we make all preparations for the outward man. But not many people make preparations for their inward man. Some of you are here today. Maybe everything about your life is in order except for your inward man. With our spirit, we contact the spiritual realm. And only mankind has that ability to contact the spiritual realm. Animals don't have a spirit. They only have a soul and a body. And their soul qualities are linked to their body. But with a human being, our soul qualities are linked to our spirit. I won't explain that. I'll just leave you hanging. So when an animal dies... It has no heaven. It doesn't go to hell. That's why we don't, they don't need to get saved. That's why we don't, we don't need to preach to them. And these people who say, your great-grandfather was a chimpanzee. I've never seen a chimpanzee that has a spirit. It may have intelligence. It may have a soul. It may be highly intelligent, it may communicate and everything, but it doesn't have the spirit. And with us, it is that spirit that longs for God. It is that spirit that wants to connect with its creator. It is that spirit that, unfortunately, when it is hungry, people misunderstand it for fame, for money, or for popularity. It is that spirit, until it connects with God, you'll be a dissatisfied person for the rest of your life. With our soul, we contact the intellectual or the psychological realm. With our body, we contact the physical realm or the physical world. It's our body that gives us a presence in the physical world. Watch this, Barcelona. And that gives us a right to remain in the physical world. This is our earth suit. This is what we need to be on this earth. That's why even God, when he needed to operate on earth, he had to make the body. We call it incarnation. And God had to come. It is the body that gave him the authority and the right to exist on this planet. Without this body, you can't exist on this planet. That's why when your body and your spirit separate, you can't hang around here. You don't belong here. So the body has five senses. It is these five senses that serves as teachers and instructors of our brain. 
It is the five senses that teach the brain, the soul, what hot feels like, what a tree looks like, what sweet smells like, what cold, what sour tastes like, what car looks like. It is the five senses that teach our brain. And if the five senses are dysfunctional, the brain doesn't grow. And the brain doesn't learn. So the five senses serve as universities, teachers, and instructors, and the laboratory to inform our brain and teach our body. But really, you are a spirit being. And you are a full, complete being like that. As a matter of fact, people who have died, when they report... They say when they died, they were not aware that they they have died. Because they say when I died, I didn't feel any different. I could still see, I could still think, I could still talk, I could still recognize people. The problem is I couldn't contact them. The story of a young man who was an atheist, by the way, had partied the whole weekend instead of doing his assignment at university which he was supposed to present on Monday, parted the whole weekend and decided Sunday late afternoon to start on the assignment, worked throughout the whole night till early hours of the morning. So in the early hours, he's late for his lecture, supposed to submit the assignment, gets on his motorbike, and because he's in a hurry, he rides so hard, gets involved in a car accident and dies. To the people who saw him, they see a corpse. He didn't even realize he's dead. This is his story. This is a guy who never who didn't believe in God, doesn't believe in the Bible. This is how he says. He says, I had an accident, I fell down, and then I stood up. That's him reporting. Afterwards, ran to the class, ran to school, got there finally, got into the class. The professor was already on, the lecture was on. Went to the professor to go and apologize, and the professor didn't mind me. He just kept on. So I'm standing there and I see the professor doesn't care and the people don't seem to care. So I tried to touch the professor and my hand went through his body. And then he's... And then, you know, I think God was gracious. Then God pulled him back and he came to the scene of the accident. He says, then I stood and I saw somebody on the ground who looks like me. I said, that's me. This is me. That's me. This is me. And the meal on the ground was being loaded on by paramedics who has been taken to the mortuary. Oh, yeah. So he blanks out. You know, Mudimu just finds a way just to blank you out. So this guy, they take him to the mortuary. They check him, pronounce him dead. They pronounce him dead there, but they double check, say he's dead. They're preparing him to put him in there. And somehow God, by his mercy, brings this guy back from the dead. Just before Bama Kenya called Frijinga. <laughs> You can imagine the people about the bar This young man was then admitted to the ward, went to ICU, high care, everything, then finally got, got discharged. And, and after he was discharged, he was worried, got this experience. What, what happened? I was there and I was there. <laughs> What happened? And then he remembered slightly about hearing people preach. So he went to the Bible. He went and read the scripture we want to read. Go with me to the book of Luke. Chapter 16. Jesus talked about this many years ago. There was a certain rich man. New King James Version, please. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed substantially every day. So this guy, he was able. <laughs> Verse 20. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So he's describing Oh, rich, oh, now, oh, poor. You know? And by the world standards, I'm sure everybody's admiring that guy. They like his Lamborghinis and his Maseratis. And, you know, they, they love his house. He's in a gated committee. He's got several houses. 
But there's this poor guy, Otswenya. That's in accordance with the outward man. That's in accordance with the life here on earth. But then something happens. Verse 22. So it was that the beggar died. <laughs> Watch what it says. And was carried by the by B3. Huh? Huh? Was carried by B3. Was carried by? By? I can't hear you. By? By? To where? Aibo. Ganjan. Ganjan. We know when a person dies, we bury them. We take them to the graveyard. Ah, this is what happened. When he died, Outward man, inward man. Inward man, angels carried him. Outward man, B3. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, the minute he died, immediately, he didn't even wait. Santana Robert He was carried. Not what it says. He was carried. Not it was carried. He was carried. He was carried. He was carried. He was carried. I'm here to tell you, the spirit is the real you. Like that young man, I'm sure he saw himself lying there. Body covered in sores. Maybe the dog's licking it. Right? Body no longer breathing. No longer kicking. Mara, he is here alive as alive can be. In fact, he's being carried, give VIP, by the angels. Hey, even better than B3. He goes to Abraham's bosom. Wow. And then the rich man also died. And he was buried. Go West Park. Hey. <laughs> and then and being in torment in hell. Haibo. Kanja, I tell you. Runaka Manzerubo, he was such a rich man. La feta ukhalla. Hesia haya, ukhalla. Chalate haya, ukhalla. Yena, yena hayo da. Kiyo. Go Hades. Now he didn't go to hell because he was rich. In case you think that's what the Bible says. His problem was he never took care of his spiritual life when he was living on earth. Lazarus didn't go to heaven because he was a poor man. Let's correct that. But the problem is they never made. So watch this man. So, so the rich man, what happens? It's going to happen to you one day. And, and immediately that happens people who have passed on they say there's a force an irresistible force that pulls you prayers don't work that time no forgiveness anymore you are going where you had already made the decision yeah yeah yeah, those who've gone to hell say they are pulled and you must go check it on the internet. There's many people who've that they are pulled by a force. Down, 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 down into this place. Let's have that verse. Down, they say you go down, down a hole until the lights of the earth disappear above you. And the, 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 the more down you go, the darker it becomes. They say darkness so dark that if you were to put your hand in front of you, you can't see it. Darkness so dark that if you had a knife, you could cut a chunk of it out. Darkness so dark that you know everything, you don't see anything around. And then they say, finally, you, after descending almost like forever, they came to the bottom of this place. And the further down they went, the hotter it became. And as they came to the bottom of this pit, there were, there were creatures that were standing there ready to escort them into the gates. And many of them say, for the first time I realized the gates of hell, the Bible talks about the gates of hell. There were creatures ready to escort me into the gates. One of them said, I tried to slow down my descent. I tried to put up a fight, but I couldn't. Said, no, not only that, I heard over the other side of those flames, I heard voices. People screaming, people cursing, people crying. People shouting uncontrollably. But you don't want to go there. I said you don't want to go there. 
When the Bible describes hell, it, it's a place where the worm doesn't die. Can you imagine being burned and not dying? Many people who have been there, they describe the stench of that place. It's such a rough place that even the evil spirits that escort you, they beat you on the place there. They are in hell, Mara, they still beat you. Here he is in Hades. Watch. In torment. Play with this. In torment. He lifted up his eyes. 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 You mean he, he could still see? I, I, I thought he was in West Park. No. You are a spirit being. Lifted up his eyes and saw. You mean you will see? So Abraham, a father of Lazarus, are you telling me you will recognize people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We live in one place, but in another place. He used to laugh at him. Yeah? Oh, you'll remember. <laughs> Yeah, you will. And Pelada, ne? Ne? Your friends, ne? They can help you. Your church, ne? Can help you. Your pastor, ne? Can help you. Yeah. Laraka writes that in Tomo Kofuni. It doesn't help. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. So Abraham, afar off, and Lazarus, then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. That's a place where, unfortunately, mercy doesn't work anymore. Mercy only works when we are still here. Now the only time when God doesn't mess, he, does, he doesn't listen to prayers. It only happens here. Have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water. Cool my tongue, 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 eyes, tongue, see, remember? Tongue, tongue, tongue. I thought the tongue went into the box. Cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham. Abraham said to him, son, remember, remember, remember. I thought his brain went into the box. So you can see, you can talk, you can remember. You have a tongue, you want water. No difference. I'm telling you, people who have died, they'll tell you there's no difference. There's no difference. People have, they say, you don't feel any different. In fact, sometimes you're not even aware of what you're doing. And then there's this pool. For those who are born again, go to heaven. Straight. For those who are not born again, go to the place of the damned. Let me finish. Son, remember. Listen what Abraham says. Remember in your lifetime, you received good things, Lazarus evil things. But now he's comforted, you are tormented. Verse 26. Besides this, between us there's a great gulf. Those who want to pass from here cannot. Those who cannot, they cannot pass to you. In other words, how can you gain? One way. One way, Joe. It's a lie to think we'll pray you out. It's a lie. It's a lie. How can you gain? It doesn't matter what we do. It's a whole night prayer. It's not going to change anything. What you decided. You are, you, you are the one who decides where you go. Now. Here. The note. Verse 27. He said, I beg you therefore, Father. Send Lazarus to my father's house. My destiny is sealed. But can you send him to my father's house? Why? Verse 28. I have five brothers. Yeah. When we try to warn people, you've got to live right. He says, I have five. He must testify to them. Lest they also come to this place of torment. This is most painful. Verse 29. Abraham says, Oh, they have Moses and the prophets. In short, Banali Bishop Musa. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes I, when I preach, I watch people. Some people smirk, some people joke, some people laugh, some people walk away. I just see and I say, you know, there'll be a day when they will just show them and say, you see that man there? See that man there? Do you remember? Do you remember that outreach at Fort Flores? Do you remember that outreach at Orange Farm? Do you remember that service at 9 o'clock? Do you remember when you were so angry with him when he said what he said? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Verse 31. 
if it thing. And he said to them, if they don't hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded even if somebody rises from the dead. See, the issue of believing, it's not that you can prove people won't believe still. I can work the right one. <laughs> but you see, the issue of believing, it depends on your heart. God doesn't have to prove it. If, if it's either you believe what God says or you don't. Even if God can open the heavens, even if he can make it thunder, You'll say, ah, banal magic. You know, there's people that, so, so the issue of believing, Bazalan, it's up to you. That's why I tell people, I, I'm not going to let someone make fun of my believing. Yeah. If they say they don't believe in God, is their right not to believe in God? It's okay. Marana, I believe in God. I believe there's a heaven. I believe there's a hell. I believe there's a God who forgives sin. Hallelujah. I believe that I'm a spirit being. There are those who no longer believe that even hell exists. Yeah, they don't believe in the life after. They believe like when you die, you die like a dog. They say, what if, what if you find out if you were to die? There's no heaven and there's no hell. I say, well, if that is so, I still would not have wasted my life. I still have enjoyed. Yeah, I haven't lost anything. No, I'm still, I'm still enjoying Oh, if I find out oh, there's no God, there's no heaven, and there's no hell, it's still okay. I still have lived okay. I, I, I enjoy it. Mara, what if what we are saying is true? We're now. And there's too much evidence to the contrary. And as I close, I want to ask you, don't play with your eternity, some of you. If you're not sure about being saved, and you haven't settled that question. Please, I don't want you to be like the rich man. That's why the Bible says today, when you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. The Bible says this is the day. This is the day of salvation. This is the acceptable time. Not tomorrow. Don't postpone. Don't leave it for tomorrow. Don't say, I'll do it when I get home. Why should you be embarrassed with something that has to do with your eternity? Go to Helen. Embarrassment will be nothing. I want to pray for you. I feel in my spirit. Some of you, you've backslidden. You've, you've, you've walked away from God. You lived for God. Now you've gone into sin again. You started living like someone who's not saved at all. Simply because you, you, now you think you can get away with it. A day comes, Bazalon. A day of recording comes. Where we will give an account. Bow your heads, please, and close your eyes. We'll finish this someone next time. Bow your heads, please, close your eyes. If you are here and you say, Bishop, I want to make sure I don't want to die and go into damnation like the rich man. I want to make sure that Jesus Christ is in my heart right now. If you have no assurance about that, my friend, this is the time to make that assurance. Our heads bowed, our eyes closed. I want to call on you. I ask people not to move around, please. Only the ashes. This is a holy moment. Don't distract yourself with people who are playful. Don't gamble with your eternity. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? When that day comes, when your name is called, when prayers will not be heard anymore, when mercy will not be available anymore, what will your answer be? I beg you, settle that question now, today, in this place. Our heads bowed, our eyes closed. If you say, Bishop, 
Please pray for me. Please pray for me. I want to invite Jesus Christ into my heart. Raise your hand, please. Let me pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Come on. <laughs> you know, Basala, let me just tell you something. I think sometimes people say things because they've never been there. When people give their last breath. Some of you have never seen people when they're about to die. I've seen many. Many. And I'll tell you something. For those who don't know Christ, it's one of the most frightening things ever. There's a time, oftentimes before people die, it's almost like they are between two worlds. You know, I've, I've literally seen them sometimes that wipe their eyes and open them again. It's almost like they see something and, and whatever they see, they get so riveted on it. And for those who don't know Christ, you can almost see the fear in their eyes. Doctors will tell you. And I say to people, <laughs> people say things because they've just not lived long enough to see certain things. But when we receive Christ, all of that changes. Because it changes us and makes us God's children. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, thank you for these precious people. Thank you for this day. That for them, Father, you've spoken by your spirit that they come today to invite Christ into their lives. Follow me in this prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you for coming into my heart and making me a child of God. I receive you now. Come into my heart. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.